This is an Anami podcast. Do you have like five people in your life that are good and you have good relationship and they call you and you call them? That's all you need. Care? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think it comes down to like scarcity. Like don't be in scarcity. You can you can leave someone who's not good for you. You'll find other friends. I think a lot of us want to be liked. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Growing Up with Devin. I'm Devin Werkheiser. And I'm David DeLuise. And today, David will be teaching me the five top things he wish he knew when he was 25. I'm, uh, yeah. I, it's interesting how you put that. I'm going to teach you. I'm just going to tell you and wish that I had fucking gotten, the, if I had a time machine, you know what I mean? To <laughs> yeah. go back. I mean, I know. it would be amazing. I know. Right? It's so unfortunate that you only can learn these things through getting it wrong so much. Yeah. And then you're like, if because I'm already starting to have this happen at 32. I'm looking back at like, oh, if I only knew this at fucking 20, but I only learned it because I didn't know it at 20. Do you right. know what I, I mean? mean? Listen, we learn from our mistakes. Exactly. And and I've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm happy. I mean, like this New Year's, I was uh, my wife and I had just gotten back from Germany. So we were like, four in the morning, we're awake. So yeah, we yeah. went to... Um, to the beach and watch the sunrise. Oh. And we were like, okay, what are our resolutions? What are our affirmations? And I had nothing. <laughs> I was like- You've given I, up? No, I'm, I'm content. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm so, ha I'm so happy. That's beautiful. You know? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I better get, there was one thing that there was a business arrangement that didn't go well. Okay. And I'm, that was the only thing I was like, I am going to fix that situation. Cool. I've done half of the fixing. And the other half will come. But what I'm trying to say is content. Being content is a nice thing, which is something that I would have told my 25-year-old self. But you, I'm sure you earned this contentness, this contentedness. Yeah, through effort, through through doing the things that I want to do. That's what I mean. I'm you know? sure I mean, I wanted to do a, a podcast uh, growing up with Devin, but I can't anymore because you're doing it. <laughs> it would be weird if you had a podcast called Growing <laughs> Up with Devin, I'm just going to say. But we both get to do our pod co-podcast. Yes. Wizards of Waverly Pod. Did you think that everyone would be listening because uh, the reason I ask is because when we started, me and Jennifer Stone, yeah. about the Wizards of Waverly Pod, yeah. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to say whatever I want. I don't care. And then people were like listening and paying attention. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I got to rewatch the rewatch to make sure that I didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did you think that that many people were going to be, because your your pod is it's very, very successful. Well. Yeah. I, listen, I had an idea because I've grown up as Ned. I know how many people there are that come up to me and say, dude, you're my childhood and I loved Ned's. Right, right. So I had an idea. There is a huge audience out there that we just need to bring the bring them something. It's why I pitched the Ned's reboot. Like that happened before the pod it was like, I, I had an idea. It's been amazing to see it actually come to fruition though. I just had a great idea. Okay. So if you're, if the Ned's reboot is not happening, why don't the three of you just do a show? Oh, we, we, we could, we, we've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 We could do a show or a movie. The chemistry is just amazing. Yeah. We, we, we have something, the three of us, we have some destiny together that feels just so like, I love spending time with them. Uh, I'm sorry that you have to do your podcast with Jennifer Stone, who is a <laughs> terrible person to be around. She's the best. I love her. Dude. She's like a daughter, you know? Dude. And, and it's interesting though, too, because when we're doing the rewatch, yeah. 
it's just us. Yeah. It's a lot. I That's mean, you lot. have the three of you to no, be, the asymmetry you know. of three. I do not envy you guys with two, man. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's yeah. tricky to to just have the two. Like, what is it with with uh Sean Hayes and Yeah, Bill yeah, smart list. They smart got three. List. They got the three. Yeah. The three bumping is is nice. No, know? three's a good number because yeah. it's like with two, you have to be the one to pick up whatever's left off. Like you have to the entire time be ready to ping pong that entire conversation. Right. The three is really nice with Daniel and Lindsay because they might have some shit going on for a while and I right. can like uh, tune out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> no, but it's nice. I mean, listen, yeah. you, you obviously have done many, many podcasts. Oh my God. And you're very funny and entertaining. Fun. And that's, you know, you just, you just keep filling it in, you know? Yeah. It's, it's been such a, it's been such a treat, man. And, uh, I love that. So Jennifer Stone, like Jen and I have been f like friends. Like we have a tight friend circle for a while now. And where did that start? Was it, was that back in the day when you guys were like, no, young and acting no, no, no. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know she was on wizards for a long time. Like I didn't watch wizards. So I didn't know her as that. Oh, fuck Devin. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I had graduated uh, the the shows. It's by that okay. Time. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, but no, I forget how we met. Just just through mutual friends, and then slowly this this circle, like this close circle, uh, started to form, and we started spending birthdays together and all that shit. And so her and I have been friends for many years now. And the Podco podcast kind of started at the same time, like with us. I'm just so glad I actually have like a friend from my normal life doing this at the same time. Yeah. So we can kind of be on this journey together. Yes, of course. It's nice, man. So let's get into your tips. I asked you to bring us the top five things you wish you knew when you were 25. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a tricky question, you know, because it's, it's look, it's never going to happen. It's never going to material, so I'm, I'm materialize in my life as 25, you know, but but uh, that's really silly to say, but it maybe someone younger is going to get that information. I have two exactly. daughters, a 25-year-old and a 32-year-old. Oh, and that's what you do when you are a parent. You try to give them information yeah. as to how it did not, not going well. Hence, <laughs> <laughs> one of my things that I say. I Yeah. Uh, it is hard because you can't learn it. Like- that's why this doesn't work is like someone could tell me, my parents did tell me things when I was a, a teenager or early 20s that I couldn't know until I learned it. Yes. It I, couldn't come from the outside. I totally agree with you. And it's also different, your parents. I mean, your parents, That's true. when your parents That's tell true. you something, it's different from someone else That's telling true. you something. Listeners, we are learning ways to get better at life with this podcast. It's a never-ending process. And it's why it helps to have tools that can aid us in getting better at life. Because all of us, right? We, we all have way too much going on. We've got too much information accessible on our phones. It's hard to sleep at night. We're feeling anxious. Our minds are racing. That's why I am grateful for the sponsor of today's episode, Aura. Aura Health. So they came on as a sponsor a few months back and I loved the app immediately when I downloaded it. I just thought it's like really clean to look at. Like I love the interface. There's so many options on there. You can book one-on-one -on -one with a coach. You can choose by length, which I really like. Like sometimes I only have five minutes for mindfulness before I get back to racing in my brain and talking on podcasts, right? Or sometimes I've got 20 minutes. Maybe I got 30 minutes that I want to sit and dedicate to being calmer and kind of releasing anxiety. So I automatically loved the app when I was looking through it. But man, I went to sleep that night and I had one of those nights. I laid down and I 
instantly knew I'm not going to fall asleep tonight. Like my mind is so active. The only thing I could do is be awake or just lay here in bed for hours. And luckily I had just downloaded this app. And when I tell you it works, mm, it was beautiful. I, I uh, started this little like 17 minute guided sleep meditation and I was skeptical, right? I, I went into it like, ah, oh, let's see how this goes. I was asleep within seven minutes. It's a really a beautiful thing. They have so many different expert guides to choose from. So if you don't resonate with one, you can try out another. You can find different voices that you like, different lengths and different topics. I really love their sleep meditations. And I also love a little middle of the day guided meditation to calm my nervous system, to release anxiety. Sometimes I'm just <laughs> running on a bit too much caffeine and a bit too much of me talking. So <laughs> I use Aura to slow myself down and have a guide kind of coach me through releasing anxiety, coming back into the present moment so that I can go back into my life more effective. They are offering an exclusive special to our listeners. The first 500 people to sign up can get a free trial and 25% off by going to AuraHealth.io slash GrowingUp02. Use our special link, first 500. It's 25% off if you decide to go to premium, but start it. Use your free trial. That's seven days risk-free. You can try out this app and you'll see what I'm talking about. These meditations, they really work and it's such a useful thing to have on our, our phone. And the beautiful thing is when you're playing one of these guided meditations on your phone, you can't be looking at your phone. Now, now that's nice. So you want a break from the scrolling? Little quick one. Go to AuraHealth.io slash up 2 and see what I'm talking about. Thanks, Aura. We love you. So I used to tell because I was a single dad when when uh, uh, my oldest daughter was 10. Okay. I divorced. Yeah. And I would tell my daughter's friends' parents who we were friends with, I was like, tell them this and tell them that and do that. And and then they would so relay smart. it. And, and it, they would go. They could hear it. Guess what, dad? I know this. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? That's great. That's so smart. Because, yeah, your parents telling you it, you have a natural like, you don't know. Right? Yeah. All right. Give me your number okay, five. Five is words and thoughts affect you physically. Okay, tell I, me I about this. No, 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 I do. I just, that's a flip. I, that last word, I wasn't, tell me, t tell me about this. I, I do agree. I believe that affirmations are helpful mm -hmm. and, and that, you know, there's that scientist, this is so silly, but they took water yeah. and they like did played like death metal to it. Yeah. And then they like played like nice, beautiful music and every, you know, positive stuff. Yeah. And that water, when you, when you froze it, froze like crystallized and beautiful. And this one was all like Fakakad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, they like talk shit to water and then they talk nicely to water. Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of study. You, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, go yeah. check it no, out exactly. or whatever it is. Yeah. But I feel like there is this thing where when I'm talking to myself and I'm beating myself up and my, my thoughts or my, my verbiage is negative it manifests into a negative thing. Mm. I, I I see a lot of people talk about the, you know negative stuff, and I think it affects them in a in a physical, in a physical way, in a yeah. real tangible way. Yes, I don't have any proof. Yeah, full, full proof of this. Although I think Deepak Chopra did a study where people were meditating, and the, you know they did a focus group yeah. where people didn't meditate 
and people that did meditate and that their health was better. Right. In a, their, yeah. their, yeah, that's no. the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like this. I think it's a fucking great reminder. When you laugh, it releases endorphins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it makes you feel good. Yeah. And when I tell myself nice things, yeah. it makes me feel better than when I'm you like you're a piece of shit. In the in the morning, do you do any positive little things? So or? yo, affirmations have come into play. So right, so our our biology is set up to be biased towards the negative because the negative when our bodies were evolving, when our brains were evolving, the negative was actual danger that would prevent us from living, right? So we are biased towards paying attention to danger, what scares us, all that shit. Unfortunately, these days, that biology is getting triggered by things that aren't a life and death situation, aren't right. actual danger to us. But that biology is going, oh, fuck, you're going to die if uh, that person thinks you're dumb or whatever, right? Like we are biased towards that. So I think we do have to consciously work towards being positive. And affirmations came into play in my life. I had heard about them for a long time, but like I didn't really like going like, I am beautiful until- You are beautiful. Thank you. I, uh, I didn't like it until my life- felt insurmountable in my like late 20s. I was like out of money and not where I wanted to be in my career or life at all. But I knew I could change that. I knew, and I knew the tides of life could turn. So I did start using affirmations around that time to get myself through it, reminding myself, one of the things I would say is I am capable. Mm. Because this feeling was arising in me that was like, I'm not, I can't do it. I can't, I cannot was the, was the default that was like affecting me physically. That was really fucking negative. And so affirmations for me, I find a really good, uh, right before bed and right when you wake up, like just repeating that enough times to hope it plants a fucking seed in there of I'm capable. I am capable. Even if I don't kind of feel like I believe it when I first start saying it, like saying it until I believe it even a fucking little bit. Yeah. Um, was really helpful for me, like turning my life around. I think that's very helpful. And now at 32, yeah. we're relaying, in 52, yeah. we're relaying that to- To a younger, a younger audience, yeah. Yeah, although the younger generation, I have a hard time. Don't get mad at me. I just don't, there's just a lot of stuff with the with the younger people. I'm the, I'm the old guy yeah, now. Yeah, you know go I mean? ahead. No, but just, <laughs> just certain things that I don't get or understand about the younger people, and I don't even want to say it, because then I sound like an old fuddy-duddy. You know what I mean? You are. I am an old We fuddy. will all become old fuddy-duddies. <laughs> Time will turn us all into fuddy-duddies. It's interesting, too. Your one example, one of your examples was, you know, what is some negative, you know, like that person doesn't like me or thinks I'm an yeah. idiot. I really don't care about what people think of me anymore. You know, that, other than the small handful of people that I really care about in my life. Yes. You know. That only comes with uh, time. I care very little now in my 30s, right? But that that's the that's actually one of the joys of getting older is caring less about what other people think about you. Yeah, it's also hard as an actor because you want everyone to like you. You're I'm good, right? Your I'm good. Job you know? is wanting people to like what you do. Yes, right. it's, it's hard. It's uh it's very interesting. And then also with the likes and the this and how many followers do you have? It's very did you do you watch Black Mirror? Yeah. Yeah, there was the one uh, uh 
Bryce Howard had one where you would rate people. Yeah. And if you got a low rating, you couldn't ra- rent a nice car. You couldn't yeah. go into it. Your life became a lot less. It, yeah. It's interesting because uh, kind of feels in the like day, that these days. When I auditioned for something, uh, I, I talked to one of the producers and they were like, I'm really, yeah, we look at people's followers. Yeah. Like how many followers they have. Now that's the criteria just to get in. I know. Oh, you got a million followers? Come on in. Yeah. You have 10,000? Uh, what's your name? We got to go. I yeah. mean, it just is, it's almost, it's almost as if it has nothing to do with talent anymore. Yeah, almost. You know? Some of the time, very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah, we did, we had this weird thing with Ned's man where we caught, we were right before social media. So we were like the last generation of kind of like the the old way of Hollywood. Right. And then social media kicked off like right when our show was ending. So every show after us, they all had these huge social media followings. Now I've grown none really in the last year have I really grown it. Um, but my, sh- like I knew there's an entire generation of kids around the world who know my show, but we missed that social media time. So my numbers did not reflect that. Yeah. And it did affect my perception or the perception of me in the industry and right. like auditions and all that shit. It was very interesting because Twitter started while Wizards yep. was happening. Yep. And I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, people were very skeptical yeah. of of this 140 characters. What are you gonna say? I'm taking a walk. What are yeah, you, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like it was, it was, you know, m- maybe other people were like, this is amazing and knew yeah. it. But my dad had just passed away and someone was pretending to be me and talking as if they were me about, and I was like, what? No. So David Henry helped me, you know, get it. The, and then I like became friends with Selena and Jake yeah, yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah. on there. And, and then I proved, cause there was no like blue check mark yep. back then. So I proved that I was there and I was, I remember I did a, like a, a news interview one time and they were like, Twitter, what a, you know, and I said, well, listen, I said, the, the kid on my show, Selena, has a hundred thousand followers. That was like a lot, right? And I said, now, if she has a book or a song or right. a thing, she can tell a hundred thousand people in a nanosecond. And I watched this guy go, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, now she has, has four hundred fifty million. million. <laughs> yeah. Her and like Ronaldo, like go back and forth from that who's is got them. insane. And that's a lot of pressure. It you is know? a lot of pressure. I mean, I, it's listen, a lot of power. I know that she does some of it, and she also has people. Yeah. That that you know help her do that. It's a lot you of do. it's a it's a business. It becomes a business, but there was that weird period as we were all figuring out social media, like what of it is a business and what of it is just me expressing myself. But when you're expressing yourself to, I mean, even a hundred thousand, but when you're expressing yourself, maybe just off the cuff to a couple million people, like you might say some shit that they don't like, or do you know, it gets weird, man. Yeah, The judgment. And I don't read a lot of the comments. My, my wife will check it out every once in a while, or someone would be like, Oh my God, that somebody said that. And I was like, well, I, I, I really have a hard time. And then also they go on the TT, which I call TikTok. Wow. TT, wow. Um, where people then play the video and then talk about you, it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. You, you know, they're talking about you. Yeah. And then they say your name wrong or yeah. they, they, they interpret what you're trying to say. And yeah. you're like, no, I can't correct that. It's out there. You yeah. Know? Listeners, our lives are intertwined with technology these days. We can't get around it. And if you're not using a VPN, you are behind. If you don't know, a VPN is a virtual private 
Network. And this episode is brought to you by NordVPN. It's so easy to use, so easy to sign up for. A VPN is protecting your data when you are joining public Wi-Fi, which we all are, right? And then when you're traveling, it allows you to change your server location so you can get that sports game that's, that's maybe only being shown on the East Coast or I'm going to Australia soon. I'll be able to not miss any of the games that I want to watch or US Netflix, right? Every country has different streaming libraries and I'm never going to miss what I want to see. A VPN is a necessary tool these days. All of us are surfing the internet and it's going to protect our data and just give us more options. You can sign up at nordvpn.com slash growing up. It's risk-free. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee and it helps support the podcast and support your own internet life. Go to nordvpn.com slash growing up now to use our uh, exclusive offer. I, I want to go back to one second with with Selena and and her fans. Yeah, I watched this fourteen year old girl talk to her fans and just be humble. Yeah, and be thankful to them and be like, I'm only here because of you and thank you, rather than like, Hey fans, like thank you, Look you know, how hey, cool I am. you know, it was. That's I awesome, saw man. her change. To how someone interacted with the group of people That's awesome. that really liked her. And I was like, that's so genius. She's just as humble as she can be. Yeah. You know, which, she seems, which I loved. She seems great. Yeah, I, I don't very nice. I, I I don't think I ever knew her. <laughs> you know, you've never never met her? I don't think so. Maybe we overlap back in the day. She's so sweet and nice. You know, it's so funny. Uh, the it's just a microscope that you're under. And I didn't want that. No, that's not I was auditioning before I did Wizards. I was auditioning. I was on a show with Christina Applegate yeah. uh, in between Friends and Frasier. Yeah. I mean, I was in the mix of yeah, yeah. doing like primetime show and then Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see, you know. Yeah. And, and it ended up happening, which was great. I'm just glad that I'm famous enough that it helps me in my career and my life and yeah. it's nice and it's wonderful people say you were my childhood to me as well what a, what and, a beautiful and thing. it makes it makes uh, uh it makes you feel good yeah but i'm not super famous so that i can't go out and live your life you know what i mean yeah. like there's there's that my my dad was friends with burt reynolds and he was one of the biggest stars in the whole world For sure you know and he had you know he there's couldn't go out he yeah, would yeah, yeah. get mobbed you know yeah i had this weird <laughs> Uh, I had this weird thing, right? Where like I was on a title character on my show where I wanted that level of success because that felt like the path I was on. It is what I wanted. Like, oh my God. And then I was watching friends get it. And I'm like, well, that's me too. But Ned stayed in this weird sweet spot like you just talked about where famous enough that it blessed my life in so many ways and has me be known enough with an audience out there that like is really cool. But I was anonymous enough that at times I didn't like, but man, I was able to go like make mistakes as a teenager. Like yeah. I was able to go out and not be famous. Yeah. Which is nice. It's not, no, it's a, I'm grateful for it now. Yeah. I'm really, I don't think if I got the fame that I wanted when I wanted it, I don't think I would have uh, been a good person. It's also, <laughs> it would have broke me. It's also way. what, what are we doing this for? I remember when I first saw Paris Hilton doing her show, I was like, 
what the fuck has she done other than be herself? Yeah. I don't understand. What? Don't you have to do something and no. achieve something no. to, to like to have that? But it, it changed. Not about then, that. You know, yeah. it changed. It's like you just, you know, and it's, it's, it's a different world now. You know? It is. But I think a lot of people, even back then, were trying to get famous to be famous rather than yeah. because they enjoyed the work, because yeah, yeah. they enjoyed, like my dad, uh, for people who don't know, Dom DeLuise was, was a huge you know, name back then and worked with Dean Martin, did the Dean Martin show and Mel Brooks movies and yeah, all all this stuff. And he enjoyed it. He rarely turned down a job because he loved working. He loved the experience of being an actor and making people feel emotions and happy and sad and all that. So, you know, it was, it's the right reasons. Shall we go to the next one? Yes. Give me number four. Things you wish you knew when you were 25. Leave bad relationships even if you have kids. Wow, uh, man. I like that how you synopsized it. Wow, um, man. Yeah, I, I was in a terrible uh, uh, marriage mm. and, and I have two kids and I thought staying longer was better for them. Yep. Because I was trying to like make it work and yep. make it be okay and all that. But it just, it just didn't. It wasn't a good thing, you yeah. know? So my, my what I should have done back then was get out yeah. and, and deal with the consequences of that. And I'm a great dad. Yeah. Be a good dad, you know, and, and, and know that this is the right thing for them, you know? Yeah. Even if you don't have kids, yeah. if you're in a relationship and you're not happy, just be like, okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm out, you yeah. know? I think a lot of people cheat and shit, and yep. I fucking hate that because I I got cheated on yep. a few different times, and I just don't. I, I mean, I guess it's maybe titillating that people cheat and they like that. Yeah, it's not so much fun. It's like, hey, we're broken up now. I'm gonna go be with this yeah. person. It's not as exciting, I yeah. guess. But just get out of the relationship if you're not happy, and even if it's not a romantic one, if you're in a friendship, yeah. And you're not getting the kind of, you know, love back that you're giving. Get out. I love 25-year-old David. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Get out. Leave, leave them. Leave them. Have you been in long-term relationships? Yeah. What's your longest relationship? Four and a half years. Okay. This is good. Yeah. And, and that was my last relationship. And that, and that was five years ago. <laughs> haven't haven't done one since. And do you did you stay in contact with your long term uh, girlfriends? No. no. Right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no. How like, well, I'm, I I actually am in contact with some of my long-term girlfriends. I mean, Lindsay, Lindsay from Ned's, uh, she was my first love. So we were a long-term relationship, but when I was 15, right? So her and I staying friends and being friends now, that's like, that was first love. So there's some stuff in there, but like, that was so long ago. But like any of my other long-term, like in my 20s and stuff, nah. I think that's fascinating to me because I mean, I dated, you know, and I stayed friends with a lot of people that I dated, but like long term, like a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like that, but, but I What do you old folks say? Going steady? Going steady. (laughs) You want to be my girlfriend? (laughs) You want to date with me? (laughs) You want to date with me? Um, I made myself laugh. That's really <laughs> terrible too. Just non, you know, sideways here. Like watching the rewatch of what I did, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of the stuff that yeah, I same, did. Same. So I'm laughing. So, and then my wife is like, what are you laughing? Oh, it's yourself. You narcissist <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, oh, that was just 
why why is that I, happening? I have the same shit. Like I don't remember a ton of specifics from the some of these Ned's episodes. And yeah, I'll I'll, I'll laugh at some of the shit I do. I'll be like, oh, you're funny. And then some of the shit I'm like, oh, I wish I had that one back. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's. I I still am in contact with a. Uh, uh, a woman, Aaron, who I went to high school with and we dated in 11th grade. We're still friends. We kind of, I divorced, she divorced and we had kids the same age so we kind of like co-parented. See, that's beautiful. That makes sense. And yeah, it's nice to, and also my wife, Yulia, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, she's happy with me to be, some people are like, no, you're not allowed to talk to that person and this and that. I mean, but that's also, that shows you that there's not really trust there. Exactly. Right? I don't have any of that shit. I'm like, either we're, we're, either we're trusting each other or we're fucking not. Yeah. And either you're going to fuck up with that relationship, like with that friendship, but that's not on me. Like live your life, make your choices. Yeah. It's, I don't, I I don't get that. Shit. Never understand the, the jealousy aspect of that. Although I had a lot of jealousy in my past relationships. Uh, why do you want to go hang out with that dude? Uh, mm. Yeah, that's good. Guys, listen to David. Leave bad relationships. I like that you added friendships too. Like if it is consistently not good anymore, leave it. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And you don't if need to you be have, there. If you have like five people in your life that are good and you have good a good relationship and they call you and you call them. That's all you need. Care. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to like scarcity. Like don't be in scarcity. You can you can leave someone who's not good for you. You'll find other friends. It's interesting you know? too cuz I think a lot of us want to be liked. Yeah. So we're like I you know, the, yeah. I, I have that likability thing. I also I went from my household where I grew up to my house cuz I had my daughter when I was 21. So I just went Holy right shit. into you know another household, dad and all that, and I didn't spend a lot of time alone. Whoa. You know. And now I'm okay being I enjoy my alone time, but there was a lot of times I was just kind of filling the space yeah. with, you know, time spent with other people kind yeah. of thing. Dude, that's crazy. You went right from your parents' house to you being dad in your own house. 21. I was 21 with a kid. That's wild. Yeah. We I enjoyed it though. And I, I be careful what you wish for. I was 16 and we had a, a woman who helped take care of us and she had a little baby. And I was like, I want one of these. And then I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about this with my mom, like, like my generation, I feel like we're having kids way later and settling down way later, which in so many ways I think is really good because we are developing our, we're spending time alone before we have kids, right? right? Like right. we're finding out who we are before we fucking get married. But we also back into time. Like we back into our thirties with that. And then there's like a real biological timeline for women you you might miss that chance to build a family because you've spent time alone. Like, you know, it's kind of like uh, there's pros to it and, and there's cons to this, right. even though it's, I think it naturally came out of my generation, like seeing just how many of our parents had kids young and never got to live a single alone life, find out who they are, and all I, that shit. I you did know? that at your age because I get divorced around your age. There you go. And then I, so I was a dad one week and then I was a single guy Whoa. for the first time in my life Whoa. at 32. And, you know, I have daughters and, and, and you know, I'm, I was a grown up. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And then I went out and I would talk to a single woman. I would, she would say something. I would listen, respond and talk. And she was like, oh, you listened and responded to me. I love you. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are the guys that go? I mean, like it was, and I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it was so easy. Yeah. Cause you just, yeah. it was like treat 
woman like a normal like a person? person? Yeah, like a person of value. It was so bizarre. Yeah, no, I I have that now sometimes where I'm like, who the fuck have you been dating that me just like treating you like a person? Yeah, there's is also, like a novelty. There's that bad boy kind of thing, which I think we've kind of maybe grown out of a little bit as a society. Kind of, maybe. But, yeah. you know, like, like I want what I can have. I, yeah. You know, I... I want what doesn't want me. Yeah, I want a little, if, a little yeah. dangerous, And sexy. if somebody's like, I'm here and I'm I'm very present and I love you and care about you, yeah. it's like... Hey, I respect mm-hmm. you. It's yeah. not interesting at yeah. all, you know? Not horny. Yeah. Anyway. But it's, I, listen, I don't know. I haven't dated for so long. It's such a, it's the past for yeah. me. Because I've yeah, been yeah. with my wife now for, I don't know, eight, nine years yeah. now. And I, yeah, I don't, it's weird. Yeah. The whole dating thing. Yeah, it is. Shall we it's, move on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so silly. Give me number three. Okay. All right, number three. Oh, invest. Wow. I wrote a whole you wonderful did. long thing and I love how it's just boom. That's exactly what I meant. Invest. Yeah. Because Tell me about this. Why? Well, here. Do you look, mean, do you mean, I mean, listen, mean I invested. Money. I did this. You I, mean I, money. You mean stocks. You mean financially. Yeah. Well, now that you're saying that you can invest in, in, in your friendships as well. Okay. Too. The, nurture the people that are caring about you, to, you know, but I was, Boo, tell me about money. <laughs> 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 um, now it's a different story financially, I think, with the housing market, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. But I have some friends that have gone to Ohio and purchased some houses that are uh, reasonable and yeah. doing it as just being smart with your money. I mean, right away when I was in high school, I got two commercials. And back then in the 20s, when you got a commercial, it was like big. Yeah, it was like a dollars Levi's commercial, yeah. Pepsi commercial. I made sixty and like yeah, I made yeah, like almost hundred thousand. They used to fucking hit. which I blew. I just spent it on uh, things. No, you, you know, if I had taken, I don't know, ten percent of that money right. and invested it or put it into something right. or you know diversify the right. the stuff, it it would have benefited me. And it's it is different now because the amount of money that you can make and what you can buy is very different now. Yeah. You know, like trying to buy a house now is, is almost Same. impossible. Yeah. Yet I almost, I just had an idea. Get together with your friends, mm-hmm. buy a house together, and then you have the equity, equity that's together. there, you know? And, and also like when I bought my, I bought a house in 2000 mm-hmm. and it was 530,000. I had put 20% down. Now, if I had put 10% down and bought another house, you know what I mean? And made it so that I could have two, rent that one out, have yeah, it yeah. pay for itself. That I wish I had done. Yeah. You know, I wish I had diversified a little yeah. more in in the real estate market. My dad held on to all his properties that he bought. Yeah. And and it just is smart. And that fucking house is going for three point five million today. I had to sell it and get out my, you know, my financial situation. As soon as the show ended, I was like, I have no more money. I am, I am, uh, I love, I'm broke as I point to you. No, as, as so funny, as you said earlier, so hilarious. No, but earlier you said, no, 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 it's great. It's great. You said you were funny. Point at me as a reference for broke. You, you, (laughs) you had said that there was a moment where you were kind of, I was, I was completely, you know, no, no, get, get this. So my, my parents did invest some of my money, right? Right, because you were young in the Coogan was, account. Yeah, yeah, and some Coogan, of the money, and then just they knew, like invest, right? right? So they had invested some some of my money. We lost some of it in the fucking two thousand eight crash, right? That, that whole thing. We lost some 
shit there. But that's where I lost my house. Yes. Yep. yep. They had invested for me. But then in my 20s, I started booking less. And right for me, my savings and my investments were there for in case I needed to stretch the time that I wasn't working. But right. in my head, I'm always going to book again. I'm always going to have money. So the last stocks I took out because I needed money, which I wish because then, so then you, I'm going to, before I tell you which ones they were, when I, when I then eventually ran out of that money, I just went and got jobs, right? I got day jobs for the first time in my life. I wish I had done this before selling these stocks. And I wish my parents told me, don't sell those stocks. Oh, no. I had, I had a hefty chunk of Apple. Oh, wow. And Netflix, which Netflix has gone up and down. But when I had it, Netflix was only going up. Wow. And uh, those were the last big chunk of stocks I took out so that I could live, right? And there was not a bit of you saying, I have 10, I'll sell five and keep the other five, or I'll just keep a little. That you no, David, want. I went for- <laughs> <laughs> No, no that's why I love this tip, because it's so true. I uh, wish I was smarter with my money in my 20s, yeah. and I'm trying to learn it now, but I had to go, but I had to go broke, broke to learn it. Yeah. Because- because I always had it when when I like I started acting when I was twelve, I always had a sense that I had money. I was unaware of what it's like to not have any money. Right, right. So I wasn't as serious about no, no. Make sure you fucking have your money handled. Okay, so let's tell the audience ten percent of whatever your income is, set it aside, okay, and once you get a little chunk well, there. You can invest it. You can put yeah. it into something and try to have it make money for you. Yeah. You know. 5%, 10%. Just start, start tucking those chestnuts away, you know, for, for winter. <laughs> These are chestnuts. This just is savings. Start savings. tucking, just get it out of your f normal flow. Get them away. Okay, I'm going to say something yeah. to my 25 year old self. Yeah. If I hadn't got married and had kids, yeah. I would be I was very successful. Yeah. And that, uh, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. picked the right house to buy. Yeah. I, I, if I hadn't done that, I feel proud of myself yeah. as to what choices I made. Yeah. But I was sucked dry. Yeah. You know? Oh. Just, just, just in that last long-term relationship I had, I was covering so much of our fucking, I would cover rent half the time for both of us living together, cover our food. Like I, I got, I went broke in part because I was paying for two people when I shouldn't have been because I wasn't be fucking making money. Yeah. Should have yeah. been a partnership. That's another thing. Don't, if you're, no, in whatever stage of partnership you're in, like being a partnership, don't, you can't, if you can't afford to pay for two people, you can't afford to pay for two people. Yeah, that's Don't good. pretend, don't and pretend then, you can. And then don't have three people. And then don't make more people. <laughs> All right, give me number two. Diversify your efforts. Okay. Ooh, I love this, David. It's good, tell too. Me, tell me, tell well, me, Well, because me. I always thought I had these horse blinders on, like I am going to do acting. Yeah. And then directing. Yeah. And, and producing. And that is your only entertainment business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I, I didn't realize that you know, I wanted to try to do like a children's book at one time or just everything was not in 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 any other field, you know? Yeah. And I I decided to open a cafe recently. So last year I opened the Bigfoot Cafe in Pine Mountain and I I had no fucking clue as to what that entailed. I just knew that I could do it. 
you know, and I just believed in myself. Wow. And, you know, you, you find out what the rules are. We, we got to put in, we got to do this. We got to get a thing. We got to get a refrigerator. Got to get a that. Got to get someone who makes the sandwiches and got to get a coffee machine and got to, you know, I just yeah. was problem solving. Yeah. And I, I was working with uh, uh, two other people who, who actually run the, the, the coffee shop. And my wife does the social media, Bigfoot, uh, the Bigfoot Cafe at the Instagram. And it was, Something that made me feel so good about myself, dude, and and it's successful. You yeah. know, I, we've only been open a, about three months, but we're doing really well. And I did that. It's about esteemable acts. I was like, now listen, it was on a, it was on a, it's on a, it's in a very small town. Yeah, you know, it's on a smaller level, but uh, we just we just jumped in and and made it happen. You know, that's so cool. I, I knew that I could do it and I just believed in myself, yeah. you know? And then I got a friend of mine who had a great idea for a, a script. Now that is in the entertainment yeah. business. But I took another friend of mine and said, hey, I want you to write this. And now we have a script that we're pitching out. And Dude. Animated film and just doing different things and just fucking see where it sticks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So my cousin said to me, trickle, flood, flow. You you just get a little trickle here, trickle there, just see what's happening. You know, and then doing a podcast, you know, and then and then I also, uh, with Jennifer Stone too, yeah. I have a, a acting school. Amazing. AGB, Actors Giving Back, David DeLuise Acting Studio. And I run it with my partner, Marcelo, and we have these kids, Devin, that come in. We've been doing it over a decade. We've had hundreds and hundreds of kids get representation and they get TV commercials. Yeah. We had a kid who got, became a series regular on a show. How cool. And I, at one point I was like, cause it's all the very beginner stuff. We, 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 we do have reoccurring uh, people, but it's mostly like we take your headshots. Yeah. We, we, you know, get you to find out everything there is about the entertainment business, improv, doing monologues, doing scenes, all that stuff. And I kind of lost my luster a little bit with it. Mm. And then, and my partner, Marcelo told me, it showed me all these things people, you changed my life, the, this and that. And that, you know, and even if it's not just about acting, cause yeah. you know, acting is about getting to know yourself. Yeah. And then some people, whether they go on and, and have an acting career or not, but the, getting to know yourself a little better when you're younger is really nice. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure I do some other things, but it's like diversifying your energies and seeing what sticks, I think is important. Because I only thought when I was younger, I, I was like, I love Harrison Ford. I'm either going to be like a handyman, you know, like yeah, a yeah. carpenter yeah. or an actor. Yeah. And then I chose model. No. And then I chose, you know, being an actor. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I could do other things. I you know? love that, man. I love that. It's such a great reminder. I'm going to butcher this, this concept, but uh, there's this concept by this, He's actually, I think, talking about the economy. He's talking about fragile and anti-fragile. It's like a fragile system is is one that, like, you know, will will fail under stress, and an anti-fragile, like, you wanna you wanna be anti-fragile. You wanna build systems that, when they get stressed, they actually kind of get stronger. And that's kind of how I relate. Like, I'm I'm diversified. I do a lot of different things. A lot of it's in the same creative field, but not all of it. Like I've I've had a lot of life experience beyond acting and I've diversified my life and it's it's an anti-fragile way of living. Like if you have, what is it, all your eggs in one basket, right, right. 
you're just setting yourself up to be fragile. That, that success is only going to come from this one lane, this one direction. And if it doesn't, you're stuck. If you trickle flood flow, if you have multiple uh, streams kind of happening at one time and one can take off for a little bit of time, you can ride a wave of success with it while another one is like trickling. It's just a better way of living. I love this tip. It's so simple. Diversify your effort. Yes. And it's interesting too, because not knowing what to do for a cafe, I was like, well, I've produced, I produced a, a scripted podcast with my wife yeah. called Grandma for President, which we got Mel Brooks to do a, oh, a voice in. I didn't know how to do that either. Yeah. I was like, let's just do this. Yeah. yeah. Right as the fucking COVID hit. So that was oh, perfect. a little tricky, yeah. but you know, you just solve problems. Yeah. That's what producers do. Exactly. They solve problems. Constantly. So I was like, what's the problem today? Okay, we, we the the gas isn't on. Took a month yeah. to get the gas guy to come there and do the thing. And you just do it, you know? And I also, I will suggest this to anybody who's doing any kind of projects. Anticipate the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the gas guy comes and you finally get him there, yeah. have 20 questions ready to go. Yeah. When are you going to send the bill? What's the next yeah. thing? What do we do if we need to fix this? Yeah. If we smell gas or what, you know what I mean? Yeah, feed what, forward. Be yes. forward about what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Although some people are like, why are you asking me that now? And I'm like, well, because I can't get you on the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> this also makes me think of uh, confidence, man. Like a lot of people lack confidence. And then because of that, they don't want to put themselves in a position of responsibility because they're like, I don't have confidence. But man- the confidence you gain when you go into a situation that has a lot of problems that need to be solved and you solve them. Yeah, feels good. It feels fucking amazing. I have to ask you a question now because there's this situation, this financial situation, which- Oh, don't ask me. I want, <laughs> I want to bring light to it and I want to make a documentary on it. And I'm like, I've never made a documentary. I don't know what to do. So I went into chat GPT and I was like, here's what the thing is. And I got a whole like storyboard layout yeah. thing. Is that okay? Are we allowed to use chat GPT? Hell yeah. Way? Dude, there are people out there who are so uh, against AI and I get why, but go back through any piece of technology in history and you'll see there was a group of people against that technology. Sorry, if you're against AI, it's not going to work. You are you are not going to win. So what we can do in that is try and have our own morals and ethics with it and fucking use the tool if you want to use the tool. And I think that's a great way to use ChatGPT. Yeah. I mean, we can literally go ask this thing now, how do I do this? And yeah. it's going to at least give you a starting prescription. You're going to have to go do it. But right. like, I think that's great. It, it, it helped. It, it's otherwise you would have had to organize your thoughts around that maybe for a couple months. Like it might, it might've taken you months to get to the, that place on your own. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or just watch any documentary on Netflix and it and starts with a drone shot yeah, yeah. and then it's, you know, you can do that. Too. And, and, and I mean, I really loved what it said, but it was like, cause it's about yoga and the, uh, um, the hypocrisy of how wonderful yoga is and that there are a lot of teachers out there or criminals. Yeah that can, you know, become powerful yeah. or uh, criminals that can become police officers because yeah. they're in a power position. Yeah. But this, this 
can be a beautiful thing. We can have wonderful, positive, spiritual people yeah. that are leading us and showing us wonderful yeah. things. And then there can also be the bad Corruption, people. that commercialized. Yeah, and, and also I think yeah. in Los Angeles, there's a tremendous amount of that. Sure. You know, so with a documentary, I think I can show the good yeah. and then also show the bad. Definitely. Because that's what you want to do. I mean, Definitely. I never thought I would, you know, even think about doing a documentary, I but love it. now I'm I'm thinking about it. I love it. I also think just that concept in general is very relevant right now because there's so we have so much options in our life now of kind of life paths and things and all of them now come with this thing the the good and the bad all of them have yeah you can take a lot out of this in a real way that's positive and it has this corrupted side almost you know social media is not is not objectively bad or objectively good like there's kind of this weird you have to use discernment and like use your own fucking judgment, power right. judgment and yeah. you listen there are certain people in our in, in the entertainment business that don't have to be on social media, and they're very famous. Yeah, like Ryan Gosling Does it. doesn't need to do Instagram. You know what I mean? I would love to not have to do social media. Yeah, I sometimes I, I turn off. I <clears throat> don't want to sound like a dick, but I have a place down in Mexico, and sometimes you don't. There's Wi-Fi, but sometimes you don't get Wi-Fi. There's clouds, and the sun goes, yeah. and then the the solar is over, and then you just live. Yeah. That's like, crazy. oh my that God, it's amazing, awful. Yeah, right? Boo! Uh, How dare you just exist? I don't want that. We sounds all need boring. that. We all need that. More than two weeks out of the year, we, we need a break. We need a, um, I think the European people do it a lot better. Yeah. They like, they enjoy their break time. For sure. You know? No, we don't. We go to Hawaii for two weeks. And we're on our phone now. the whole time. Yeah. All right. Give me your number one tip, uh, David. What's your, the past is the past. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I watched this like hundred year old woman on on the Instagram, so that's a good thing of it. See, and the they, Instagram now. The you're Insta old. Sorry, the, well, well, Instagram, and she just said, "Well, you know, they said, what's your secret? Why, you know, what, what?" And she said, "Well, you have no control over what happened already. Yeah, you you have control of today, and who? She didn't say who the fuck, but who the fuck knows what's going to happen tomorrow." Yeah. Things can change really quickly. Yeah, they can. You know, so, I mean, it's a way of saying be in the moment of, of what's happening. Mm. There's also this other little thing where I've seen this twice now where someone's like, you know, there's going to be a certain time where no one knew, knows anything about you. Your yep. expensive car is going to be scrap. Yep. All the things that you own are either going to be discarded or with someone else. And, you yep. know, like, do you know what your grandfather's father did or who... He was barely even you know, know what my grandfather did. But you know what I mean? Like, like in a few, in a little bit, like what the fuck are we worrying about? Yeah. What? Why not just focus on today? I love. And that. I try to remind myself of that. It's very. It's a tough one. Yeah. You know because like what's happening on Monday? What's going on? You know, like yeah. to think about the the future. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. That's also very AA. You know, are you future thinking? Are you future tripping? Like, I'm having a baby. How do I pay for college? You know? Right, 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 right. Which actually You'll is, get there when you get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, and then now talking to But Mike, actually, then you go to tip three, <laughs> invest. <laughs> Put the fucking money away. But that can be in the moment you're, you're doing that. Exactly. Moment. But that, I don't know if it's cliche or whatever, but being in the moment of what's happening yeah. is, is such a beautiful 
thing. Yeah. If you can achieve that and not worry about what's what tomorrow brings because you don't know. Although I'm driving up to my cabin house tomorrow and it's snowing and I'm terrified. Yeah. I can't I can't stop, stop thinking, thinking about, about driving it. in the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a good snow driver, yeah. you know. So my wife's gonna drive. Perfect. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Yeah, being in the moment, I think, is 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 a really beautiful, helpful thing to what's happening. If you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you can. <laughs> right? Because what, what is it? Anxiety is like worrying about the future and depressions, uh, being sad about the past or whatever. Is that it? Something like that. There's some quote like that. And it's like the sweet spot is trying to be. Right. And not to now. say that people don't have clinical no, no, no. situations with that kind of stuff. Of course. <clears throat> but but it's just, it has to do with our sense of time, like fully, like it has to do with future and past tripping rather than being here, which is always easier said than done. Right. And then that's what good acting is. Like yeah. did a movie with Lindsay. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, we were acting together. And I was like, we're so in this moment. Yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes when I'm acting, I, the, you know, you're aware. You're a little more aware of yep. your surroundings and what's happening yep. and like, oh, I got to make sure to exit on this thing. Or, or, or the person you're acting in front of isn't, picking up what I'm doing presently. Sometimes like I'm trying to send a line, you know, with a fresh take, like I'm sending it a weird way that I haven't said before and they're not catching it. So yeah. we're not in the moment now. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. I have, I have all that, but man, when it's, when act, acting is at its best, when you're just like, Oh fuck, we're just so present. And I got to these do that moments. with, with, as you've worked with Lindsay's Lindsay, incredible, man. I just was like, Oh my God, it's so exciting. Yeah. And then you realize this is why I'm doing it. Exactly. You know, cause you that can, rush, that, yeah. It's really fun. I mean, that's the beauty of art. It's why we all fucking pursue art is for these brief instances, we truly feel present where everything fucking fades away and I'm truly in the moment. It happens for me with music, happens for me with acting, sometimes podcasting, but sometimes this is intellectual. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, that's why I pursue that shit is those fucking fleeting moments where I'm like, oh, everything fades away and I'm just here. Yeah. What a feeling. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. And yeah. If you can have that in life too. Exactly. Because well, somebody did something. He was giving like a speech or something. He just was holding his phone. Yeah. And he's like, can you tell that I'm not really paying attention to what's happening? You know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. the fact that he wasn't even looking at just it. Just the fact that it's in his he hand. He just had it in his hand. Yeah, you because know? you have the entire world and the world's information yeah. right there. Ooh, this is a it's good little story. So my dad was still alive and my daughter had just gotten like a sidekick or something. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. iPhones hadn't really like yeah. happened yet. And my daughter was at the table doing this, looking down yeah. for anybody who can't see me. And my dad looked over at me and he said, is she sad? Is she okay? Oh, wow. because she was looking down, and I was like, "Oh no, Dan, she's she's, she's texting, yeah. she's texting someone." And he goes, "You mean she's having a conversation with someone else who's not here?" Yeah, and 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 not having the conversation with us. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, she's having a conversation with fifteen different yeah. people," you know. But I just thought that was so interesting that that idea that my dad, you know, his generation, they yeah. were present. Yeah, he couldn't even compute that. He's yeah. like, "What?" This is very interesting. Yeah. And now we're so used to people 
just looking down. It's normal. Man, I'm bad. So I'm bad with that. I so, do a lot of the texting. Same. So a, a friend of mine who I had on this podcast, his name's Tommy Sobel. Uh, he started a company called Brick. And it's all around kind of digital wellness and phone addiction. And he throws these social events called brick events where you turn your phone into a brick. Upon entry, everyone turns their phone off and they put it away in like an old VHS case. So nobody has their phones at these events. And there is a tangible difference in the presence of everyone. Amazing. Uh, I play music sometimes, right? So I played music at one of these events. And the fact that not one person could look down at their phone. Because whether you realize it or not, a room full of 50 people, if you're looking down at your phone, it is felt in yeah. a fucking space. Then 10 people around you are thinking about looking at their phone or they're thinking about you looking at your phone. And all of a sudden, the energy is no longer present in the space. Like, it is a powerful thing, man. Definitely. And and that, that thing I was talking about being in Mexico... When also when people are not aware or when people know you're away, yeah, that's helpful too. Yeah, yeah. because then they're not trying to get you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're like I'm exactly. I'm gone for November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then you're not as they're you know, not trying to get you. I forgot my phone recently. My wife had her phone. Whatever you need it for GPS, all sure. that shit. Forgot it at home, and I was like, I'm gonna brave it. I'm going to just go out in the world without my phone for a minute. Do you feel naked? I totally did. I felt <laughs> like I didn't have my pants on. I, and I also went for it like 20 times. For sure. You know? For sure. I used to remember, I, I'm, oh, no, this is silly, but I used to have my phone on a clip oh, on wow. my side. Oh, wow. And like when it Batman? buzzed, like Batman. But we used to do that I back know. in the day. I know. And I would feel like my side would buzz all the time, like Ghost, a phantom, the phantom buzz. buzz. Yeah. 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 I I have that now, phantom. Oh, it's no, nothing. No, no message. So this is not to my 25 year old self, but this is to my 52 year old self. I am going to, every once in a while, if I can, leave my phone at home. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And then I'll be lost. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be lost and not be able to contact anybody. It's perfect. Excuse me. Can you help me? And you're like one block away. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. We've been trying to schedule this for a minute. Thank uh, you so, for having me. I'm happy to be here. And yeah. Try to, you know, help the 25-year-old me. Yeah. I think, I think you helped the 25-year-old me as well. Um, <laughs> so thanks for imparting your wisdom with us. And everyone go listen to Wizards of Waverly Pod. Yes. Uh, and follow, follow David. Follow the Bigfoot Cafe. There you go. That's what, if you like And if Bigfoot, you live in Pine Mountain. Pine Mountain Club, yeah. It's up the up the five. You get off at of Fraser Park. It's about an hour and 45 minutes. There's Airbnbs up there. There's it's amazing like near hiking. Castaic, up yeah, there, it's near, past near, Castaic near Lake. Pyramid Lake yeah, and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. a little bit past that. Beautiful out there. And there's snow right now. Gorgeous. I mean, it's fuck. I'm out there trying to get into your studio. I'm sweating. It's so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's snow up there. Amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Get out there, go touch the snow, and uh, go to the Bigfoot Cafe. Yeah. Uh, congrats on everything, man. It's Thank great to you. see you. Thank you. Yeah. You too, brother. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, follow. Oh, hey, listen, guys. Um, if you have not rated or reviewed this podcast, uh, please do it. Uh, fucking do it. Just fucking do it. That's like it. Like and you. subscribe. Bye.